Welcome to the What If Podcast, where we rewrite sports past, present, and future. We're your hosts, Eddie, Jeet, Cameron, and Michael. Four lifelong friends, each with a unique perspective on sports. And find out, what if there were no top four sports, which are football, basketball, baseball, and hockey in the United States? going on everybody we are here for a brand new episode of the what if sports podcast we have a really fun one today we talk about the different athletes that play the top four major sports in america and how kind of how the u.s men's national team you know it's it's not as good when you think about it in the grand scheme of international soccer so and we kind of pointed to America has a lot more options for different athletes to play, and that is not soccer, whereas other countries is very heavily involved in soccer. We kind of took that idea and rolled with it and said, well, what if these different athletes, you know, they were way more influenced and focused on soccer as opposed to the sports that they are in today. But before we get into the episode, you know, it's summertime. A lot of free time on our hands now. So we wanted to kind of catch up and see what all of us were watching and give uh, give us some recommendations. Michael, you want to kick us off? Yeah, let's do it. So not necessarily a show I would have foreseen myself liking, but it was very dramatic, very fast-paced, lots of travel. But I recently watched Flight Attendant on HBO Max. And I thought it was surprisingly good. Kaylee Cuoco from Big Bang Theory. Imagine her character times like two and a half on like the wild kind of side. That's her in the show Flight Attendant. And I think there's gonna be a season two. It's very entertaining, very fast paced. So that's the one that I watched recently, which I think isn't usually my genre. I think if that's the thing to say. But... <laughs> I enjoyed it for sure. So flight attendant. What genre is it? I guess like it's a drama. It's a drama that like every minute keeps you on your toes. Every minute is jam-packed with like, you need to stop, you need to do this, you need to do that. Like, why are you doing that? So every episode is very intense. And we haven't been able to travel during the pandemic really, so flight attendant you get a little bit of mix in there so i hope the flight attendants in the show are not mistreated because a lot of flights these days there's been disobedient passengers Mm. hopefully the show doesn't reflect that wow maybe that's what season two will be during that's a good point though eddie for sure when did the show come out michael Probably early 2020, maybe mid-2020. Remember my sister, she watched it. I can't binge shows more than like three episodes at a time. She watched it all in like a day and a half. So it's binge-worthy for sure. But yeah, that's a, that's my show recommendation. Eddie, what you got? Two shows. One show Michael and I, we've been talking about 
Master of None, featuring Aziz Ansari. It's on Netflix. Season three just came out this past Sunday, and it's kind of big news because for me personally, I watched the first and second season back in 2017. And, you know, after a four-year hiatus, season three comes around. So I've been waiting for a long time for this to come back, but I haven't started season three just yet. I'm re-watching the first two seasons to prepare myself for season three and remember what happened in the first two seasons. So yeah, I'm really excited about that. And the second show is This Is Us. Tonight, actually, is the season finale. And Tonight, what's the date today, Eddie? Today is May 25th. So, yeah, it's the, it's the season finale. Really looking forward to watching it. I've been a big This Is Us fan for two years. I uh, started watching it, you know, later on, like when I think the first two or three seasons were already done. But, yeah, it's really interesting right now. So looking forward to that. The St. Louis dude in that show. Yeah, Sterling K. Brown. Know his name. Yeah, Sterling K. Brown. I love him. He's yeah. awesome. MICDS dude. Yeah. You still <laughs> like him. He's all right. <laughs> all right, G. What you got, man? The show I've been watching most recently is Westworld. Pretty popular show, so I, I'm guessing that most listeners have heard of it. But basically, this like sci-fi dystopian future androids all these things pretty intense show a lot of action a lot of like who's a good guy who's a bad guy so i like it i like it a lot i watched the first season when it came out and i fell asleep during the season finale and didn't really know what happened and kind of lost interest because of that and so now, many years later, starting back up on season two, and I'm glad I did. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Jeep. It's a long time coming, then, the show. It is. <laughs> is, it, is it still on right now, or is it done? Like, is the series done? I have no clue, honestly. I'm so far behind. <laughs> I can't even <laughs> picture what the future looks like. <laughs> That's funny. Real quick, Jeep. Based off your description, I just want to make sure of this. When you fell asleep at the end of the season one finale, did you ever watch the end of season one or did you forget about it and then just jump into season two? I never to this day have watched the end of the season one finale. So I like That's why I think I was so discouraged because like it was a very important episode and I just fell asleep during it and I still don't really fully know what happened, but I just powered through. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't know if I could handle that. I don't know if I could handle like something major happening and you just not having any idea that that's an important. Like you have no idea probably implications of certain things that have happened. For sure. That's kind of fun because now I have to reason out <laughs> like what, what exactly happened? <laughs> <laughs> How much did you not watch? Was it like two minutes or was it like 30 minutes? It was like 30 minutes. Wow. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but I think because I can't watch, I can't rewatch TV shows. You're not rewatching it. You never saw it to start with. <laughs> that's true. Still can't do it. <laughs> so when you go on and finish a show, like, 
the 10 seasons or whatever there is. Will you ever go back and watch that episode? Or are you just going to go your whole life just not knowing what happened in the season one finale? I'm never going to rewatch it. <laughs> You're a man of principle, Chief. Goodbye, you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I admire the commitment. That or laziness. I'm not sure which one it is. Would you be willing to watch like a recap on YouTube? I thought about it, but I didn't do that. You know, at the beginning of an episode, they sometimes give a recap of what happened prior. I watched that and I think that gave me all I need. I, I hate that you've done this to you. I feel like I need to watch just this one episode and none of the rest of the show, just because you've done this. The universe is not balanced anymore. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, I'll finish up with kind of what I've been watching lately. I've been really big into like Twitch streams lately on Call of Duty Warzone. I've been watching my boy Cloaksy a whole bunch. I love watching him. But we watched all the Marvel shows. We were super into those. The Scarlet Witch one and the Captain America Winter Soldier, which was really good. But then I went and watched Invincible, which was the animated superhero show. It was really good. Really enjoyed it. And so my friend Snowman said, hey, if you really like that, there's a whole another genre of stuff called anime. So he gave me a couple. And so I started One Punch Man. And that has been a very fun show to watch. It's very entertaining. So me and Caitlin have been diving into One Punch Man a little bit. And it's been refreshing. It's just lighthearted, just goofy. So we've enjoyed that. But I am looking forward to summer because Ted Lasso is coming out soon. Season two. Soccer fans, recommend. Even if you're not a soccer fan, honestly. It's just a very heartwarming show. And also, Dave's season two is coming out on FX. If you're a fan of Lil Dicky, the rapper, Dave, I definitely recommend. It's a great show. Anything else to add, guys? I fully support the Invincible recommendation. Yeah, Invincible is incredible. I will say, going back to Eddie with Master of None, I watched it as well during the pandemic. And I have to admit, not just of any show that we've talked about today, but in general, season two of Master of None, in my opinion, I thought it was incredible. I thought it was such a good season. So I'm very excited for season three. But Eddie, tonight, Master of None versus This Is Us. You have one choice, one hour. What's it going to be? It's going to be This Is Us. Yeah, it's series finale. Season finale. Season, yeah. And he's not going to sleep through it, I hope. No, no. If I do, then I will pick it up where I left off and continue tomorrow. <laughs> Very uh, sensible answer. I appreciate that, Eddie. Without further ado, we are going to dive into the episode and like and subscribe and give us a comment or a tweet or something if you agree or if you disagree. If you have something to add, we'd love to hear what you have to add. So we will see you out there. Not a lot of layers to it. What if the United States did not have the big four sports? So the big four being NFL, NBA, NHL, and MLB. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey. So I did a little research. 
this website I was on, but this was their projected starting 11 for this year for the men's national team. So you have Zach Steffen in goal, Tim Reen and Aaron Long playing center back, Sergino Dest and Reggie Cannon playing fullback. Midfielders, they listed Tyler Adams, Weston McKinney, and Christian Rolden. And the forwards being Kristen Pulisic, Jordan Morris, and Josie Altidore. And just for a little extra information, I listed all their heights and weights. They came out to an average of 5'11", 166, which is interesting because that's around the same size as me, and I don't feel like I'm that big. <laughs> so there's a couple guys over six foot. No one crosses the 200-pound barrier. This is probably the case for most soccer teams across the world. Just to give you a little visual of what our men's national team looks like at this very moment. So I put together a list of some different players from the different sports that could go into playing soccer if they weren't playing these other sports today. Major League Baseball and NHL was a little bit harder. NHL doesn't really have a lot of American players in it. And Major League Baseball is kind of similar. It, it, that's a very world sport as well. So not a ton of Americans. So I, I focused a lot more on players that had certain qualities that I thought that would translate well to soccer. I'll start with football. The three that I really stuck out to me were speed, athleticism, and defense. So speed, we have Lamar Jackson, Tyreek Hill, Leonard Fournette, Marquise Goodwin. Even with how fast those guys are, I mean, Tyreek Hill is still 5'10", 185. I mean, he's bigger than most players on the men's national team, and he is so fast. And you would consider him a small player in the NFL. Thinking about athleticism, think about all the different wide receivers. You got Julio Jones, Odo Beckham Jr., Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins. The list goes on with those. Think of the big defensive ends that are just freaks, like Khalil Mack, Von Miller. You got Saquon Barkley and all the different running backs, Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey. These guys are built like tanks, and they are so swift and powerful. Thinking about defense, you have your Stephon Gilmores, your Jalen Ramsey, Tyron Matthew, these cornerbacks that have really good footwork, really good intuition on intercepting passes and breaking up plays that are happening. So these are all things that I thought would transfer really well onto a soccer field. Something I want you guys to keep in mind while looking through these lists is that you may not think that Lamar Jackson would be a very good soccer player because he probably doesn't have the foot skill that most soccer players have. But I would counter with an argument that with these players, they would be training since they were five years old, just the same as they would be for football, and they would develop those skills over time. I got into the NBA a little bit too. So looking at speed again, a couple that stuck out to me were Russell Westbrook, Derrick Rose, especially in his prime. I mean, those guys are lightning quick. And something to understand with NBA is that the top end speed probably isn't there as much as in football or in soccer. But again, you don't know if that gets translated through training and, and things like that and preparing their bodies for playing a full soccer game. We'll move on to this pure athleticism. You have your LeBron James. I mean, 6'9", 250. That's a freight train coming at you. I can't imagine any center back wanting to stop that, like trying to win a header or something. 
I mean, even your Jimmy Butler's and Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, I mean, these guys are amazing athletes, really good defenders, so they could easily have gone into the defensive list. I mean, these are big dudes that can move really, really well. And I'm sure you could definitely plug them into a midfield or a defensive role or really anywhere outside of maybe on the wing somewhere. And then you have your Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis. Those guys are point guards, but they're 6'10". So defensively, talking about Draymond Green, Patrick Beverly again, really good footwork, really good defensive body movements could probably translate pretty well to a defensive role in soccer. And then I kind of thought about playmaking too. Chris Paul is one person that stuck out to me. And there's a large list of point guards that would probably fit this list where they would have an amazing feel for the game and vision for a field or a court. That could translate well to the soccer pitch as well. Baseball, I was, it was a little bit harder to find, like I said earlier, but a couple of names that stood out to me, Nolan Arenado really stuck out to me as being a dude that, I mean, he's an amazing athlete, he's really strong and powerful. He's easily the best third baseman in baseball. You have the quickness of Mookie Betts and the power. Same with Cody Bellinger. Mike Trout is along the same lines of, you know, you're LeBron James where no one that big and that strong should be able to move that fast. Just to close it out with the hockey players, I thought maybe some of the goaltenders in hockey with their reflexes, so like Ryan Miller, Jonathan Quick, Ben Bishop. And then hockey has a lot of really good playmakers as well because it flows very similar to what a soccer game would look like, you know, without set plays and random movement and calculated passes and things like that. Guys like Patrick Kane and Phil Kessel might be effective, similar to Chris Paul in that playmaking role and movement and feel for everything. So this was really fun to sit down and like try to place certain players on a soccer field. Think about what they would be good at and what they wouldn't be good at. And the heights and weights were kind of an interesting thing to me too, because some of these guys, you don't really know. Like, I don't know that Alvin Kamara weighs 215. I mean, he's heavier than every single guy on the American national team, including Josie Altidore, which I would consider a pretty big guy. So obviously you don't know how it translates to a soccer field. But I think it's really interesting to think about these players being brought up in a soccer environment because you take their athleticism, which I would rival to be the best in the world, and you combine it with the mental makeup that these guys have. I mean, all these guys are incredibly dedicated to getting better. And so if they were to attribute that to playing soccer, and the reason I chose soccer is because it's the number one sport in the world. How does that translate into Chris Paul's playmaking with his feet as opposed to his hands? What are your guys' thoughts? If I can take a stab at it, I would love absolutely love the premise of Chris Paul in the middle of the pitch as your center midfielder. I grew up playing soccer my whole life, and then I kind of jumped into basketball a bit later. I reached very low level of youth league basketball. But what I did find very helpful was sometimes when you're playing in the middle of the pitch in soccer, the no-look passes or just the creativity, like the little nuances. It did help on the basketball court. 
I feel like Chris Paul as a playmaker in the middle would be incredible. And not just that, but like the little intangible things he does, like he just wins. And sometimes in the middle of the pitch, you just need someone who can be a little feisty and be really strategic. Of everyone here, I honestly would be most excited for Chris Paul. I listed out all these freak athletes and all Michael thinks about is the one dude who has got the brains more than anything. I love it. It's Chris Paul for me. Having these athletic players playing in soccer, I think it would be it would be pretty unique. The fact that you associate Spain having nice tiki-taka passing soccer. You could also say the same with like Brazil. They play with like flair. I think having these kinds of players for the U.S. men's national team would add another stylistic, like unique trait to the way how soccer is played. It'll be a quintessential American soccer. I don't know if it'll be successful, but if it is, I would think that it could change the landscape of how soccer is played globally. Imagine if a team with like a Russell Westbrook or a LeBron and like an Anthony Davis, like Anthony Davis playing as, what if he played it as a striker or like, yeah. like LeBron in defense or something or Kevin Durant also as center back. And you got like Kawhi Leonard on a left back, Patrick Beverly as a right back swinging in crosses or something. I don't know. It looked like the Monstars playing in Space Jam is what it would look like. <laughs> Uh, this is interesting. One thing I'm thinking is I feel like in some ways soccer is unique amongst sports in that it's probably least dependent on physical abilities. The best player in the world is five to six, 130 pounds or something. But then I agree with Eddie entirely that if the best athletes in America were all going to the same sport, then the sport would change. Our team wouldn't try to play like the rest of the world. I think the rest of the world would have to catch up with us. Like it would be an entirely different sport. There's no way you're going to score on a corner against LeBron, Anthony Davis, <laughs> Kevin Durant. <laughs> well, like it felt like I was listing out a starting 11 of 11 Romelu Lukaku's just running <laughs> around, just dominating everybody. Like that's what it felt like to me. Yeah. I'm trying to see how tall Lewandowski is. He is six foot. He feels like he's huge. <laughs> yeah. Like, look at Tyreek Hill. I'm surprised he's 5'10. I thought he was like 5'5. Five, five. But imagine Tyreek Hill as a center forward, you know, and especially with that speed. Like, my gosh. It was hard for me to place some of the bigger guys, especially in the NFL. Because think about like Aaron Donald, like Aaron Donald is one of the most biggest freaks. And I, I say freak being a compliment. And so you have to think that these bigger like defensive linemen, like your Khalil Max and Don Millers would have a place on a soccer field. I think the name that keeps coming up is Adama Traore. He's the stereotypical incredible athlete in soccer right now. And then all of these guys like, I, Saquon Barkley's got to be faster than him, right? Yeah. McCaffrey, Kalamar, they're all faster than him. They're bigger than him, probably. 
So it's like the best athlete in the world right now would probably be like not even in the top five of this list. I was going to say, looking at your defense list, Cameron, I, I think it's fitting because like Stephon Gilmore and Jalen Ramsey, to me, for soccer, you could have center backs that range from probably 5'11", maybe six feet until, you know, 6'6", six, six. usually like 6'4", maybe 6'5", max. But having those two, Ramsey and Gilmore, especially Gilmore for some reason, I feel like he's so strategic and he understands, you know, the play. Mm-hmm. So defense and football, I think would be an incredible center back. You know, as a corner, you have anticipation. You have to read the play. I think as a center back or even a holding mid, I like the premise of cornerbacks kind of filling that void. Mm, that's a good point. I would agree with that. But even then, like, you know, the Cleo Max, like the bigger, like, 6'2", 6'3", linebackers, I mean, man, they could make some destroyers. You imagine Ray Lewis just patrolling the middle of the soccer field? <laughs> That's terrifying. <laughs> to that point, if Ray Lewis is playing midfield or whatever, then would the referees would they not be as soft? Would they be would they not call certain things? This was something that I thought about a lot too, was you know, especially in NFL being so physical more than any other sport. Those guys being brought up in training and things like that, I mean, they would not be as aggressive, I, I have to imagine, playing soccer. I can't imagine that Ray Lewis, the soccer player, would have the same ferocity as Ray Lewis, the football player, was. Oh, gosh. Even if there were some similarities, it reminds me of, like, what, like, Vinny Jones, Gattuso, Roy Keane. Like, these are all players that are, what, like, 5'8 to 5'11, but, like, these were the guys you do not want to mess with on the pitch. Even if these football players have that kind of same aggression, I mean, they're four inches, five inches taller. And great, I think they will slim down, like you said, Cameron, but playing against a Roy Keane or something like that, but a version that's five inches taller and, you know, 20 pounds heavier. Yeah. That's terrifying. It does make you wonder, though, why aren't other countries taller? And why aren't their soccer teams taller? You'd imagine that their tallest people and their best athletes aren't getting siphoned off to other sports. Mm. Why is the best striker in the world six foot and not six five? Mm. When they say like the tallest country, it's usually one of those Scandinavian countries. So like Sweden, Denmark, Norway or something. I don't know how tall their teams are. I imagine the Netherlands being a very tall country. You're right. Netherlands is the tallest country, 1.83 meters, which is six foot something. Are you talking about the country in general or the soccer team? Oh, sorry. I was talking about the country in general. But those guys might be the tallest, but are those guys athletic? Like, they don't have a Kevin Durant. I don't know for certain, but I can't imagine there's some dude that's 6'10 and 240 that moves around like Kevin Durant does mm-hmm. and has like the same quickness and agility. And that might be attributed a lot to America's focus on sports from a young age and training them to develop those skills. But I would argue a lot of that's natural too. This is another thing that I thought about too. And I, I really don't want to come off as someone that is a racist person. But 
there's not a whole lot of black American soccer players. And if you think about the best athletes in these sports, 95% of the athletes I've listed here are black athletes. I honestly believe that like adding black athletes to American soccer would probably make a huge difference in just overall ability. I don't know how to explain that, but I do think that's a big part of American sports and upping the skill level of, you know, and especially you're talking about the speed and agility and just flat out athleticism. Yeah. I feel like a lot of it is cultural too. The number one sport to get rich in America is basketball. So like if you're a kid, then here in America, you think you want to play basketball. And then like in Argentina or Brazil, it's soccer. I feel like that's one of the reasons why soccer is not as popular because it's not that profitable. Money's not in it, at least not in America. I agree, uh, in America. I was gonna say, and also Teddy's barking in the background, that's why I keep on going on mute. But anyways, I think like domestically, we have our leagues here that we have the best basketball league in the world, we have the best baseball league, best football league, but soccer, not nearly even close to that. So, you know, when kids are growing up, what do they see most often here stateside? Other than World Cup, I mean, what other big events in soccer happen domestically that really could, you know, invigorate youth to play soccer? I also think, honestly, like we talked about the Scandinavian countries being the tallest. Zlatan at what, 37, 38, he is still dominating. Like he is playing so well in Serie A. It seemed like every game I would check out for Milan, he would score a goal or two. And granted, still has incredible skill, but the guy is 6'5". So you imagine players even remotely close to that. And it's not just, you know, based off athleticism, their prime from 20 to 30, but even after that, just based off their height alone, you could just be on the pitch as long as you have skill, have instinct. EB, you know, Zlatan. I never really thought the connection between soccer and these sports would be there. But the more I think on it, you know, like those bigger examples, literally, I guess, the taller players, those could be examples of, there could be a lot of potential here. Usain Bolt tried it. Whenever he transitioned from like track and field to soccer. But at that time, he was 30, 32 or something. And he's six foot five. I really did think there would be promise in him pursuing like a career, maybe not like at a top club, but he was playing in Australia. I guess they decided not to give him a contract. But let's say he decided to do that maybe 10 years before. Like, let's say maybe he, I mean, I'm sure he probably grew up playing soccer just leisurely, but like, let's say he probably was in an organized soccer environment. Be curious to see how that would play out. I would argue that, yeah, like you're saying, Eddie, that he hadn't developed the soccer side of it. Like he had the physical attributes, but the development of the ball control and things like that probably weren't tuned up to what he's accustomed to be at a high level. And so I think that goes back to my idea of LeBron James is a five-year-old developing his skills to become a soccer player and using that 
mentality that he has that has shaped him to be the player he is today to add that to soccer training as opposed to NBA training. And you could say that about every single person on this list. And honestly, you could stretch that a lot further than just sports to me, that if you plucked a person who's successful in one category of life and put them in another, and they have that same mentality, what kind of difference would they make in that space too? To play the devil's advocate here, there are a lot of kids in every country that do play starting at age five and don't turn out that well. And so I guess the question I'm wondering is how much of it, it sounds like a combination of athleticism, mentality, resources, and natural talent. Like how much of that is translatable? For some reason, I can't really imagine Draymond Green playing Tiki Taka. (laughs) 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 Tight passes and a give and goes. He does it in basketball all the time. He's one of the best passers in the league. Yeah. I feel like LeBron, I think that's a convincing argument. Like, no matter what LeBron does, he's going to be good at it. I, I fully buy that. But I feel like he is an exception to the rule. I think the real base of the argument, from my personal point of view, is volume. Not every single person on this list is going to pan out. And there's... 100,000 people who could have been on this list that could pan out. It's just the fact that assuming that, you know, our resources for athletic development are similar to what it is today, maybe similar to what it is like in England or in Spain or in Germany, that if you're plucking these kids who are physically gifted, that you can fill out a starting eleven. Obviously, all these names wouldn't be professional soccer players. Maybe they're a second-tier or third-tier soccer player. But there's a very large chance that we're going to fill out some very good slots of soccer players. So that would be my answer to your argument there, Gene. Also, to provide like another perspective is consider these really tall basketball players playing soccer in a 90-minute game, whereas in the nature of basketball, it's a smaller court and there's constant substitutions. In terms of stamina, shoot, maybe by playing this kind of lineup with these NBA-esque players in soccer, maybe their strategy would be to get an enormous lead first like 30 or 40 minutes and sit back the point i'm making is you know i think stamina would be an issue i would like to think that all of the players that are on this list i mean they've trained their bodies and they've lifted the weights necessary to make their bodies to be in peak shape for this specific sport and this amount of running and things like that. So I imagine that these guys would use that mindset towards training for soccer. But like you said, though, I mean, you, you never really know. That's why we're playing the what if game. You never really know if that would be the case, if they would even be able to get into that type of shape being how big they are. 
like Jeet said, there's very few tall soccer players right now in those other countries that are very soccer-dominant countries. So is the conclusion that you made, Cameron, that America just has better athletes? Because like you don't see China or India have nearly as good athletes, period, let alone soccer players, as America. Like, what is it that separates America from the rest of the world? I imagine that there's some diamonds in the rough in some of these other countries. Maybe not in necessarily in like the European countries, but, you know, a lot of African countries, a lot of Asian countries, a lot of South American countries that don't have the infrastructure that we have in America. That, say, me and Caitlin have a kid. And we immediately notice this kid is lightning quick. And we pour all of our resources and we set them up with physical trainers and special coaches and things like that to maximize this talent that we knew he had. And the infrastructure that's built around training kids and, and developing kids in different sports. That is something that is very, very, very strong in America that I don't think is in other countries. LeBron isn't 6'9", 250 because he's just 6'9", 250 and ripped to shreds. There's years of weights and other sorts of agility training and things like that that he went through to get to that point where he combines the natural ability with the hard work. And I don't think these other countries have the infrastructure to combine the two. And so, yes, I do think America has some of the best athletes in the world, but they also have some of the best infrastructure in the world for developing young athletes. That's a great point. That's a good topic, man. Yeah, good topic, Cameron. Thanks, guys. I really loved it because, like I said, I, I didn't have to do a ton of research for it because it's more just imaginary thinking about, man, these guys on the soccer field would be just wild to see, which is how big they all are. This is a nice list too, Cameron. You created it? What would you use as the background? Those are just tables, man. How do tables look like that? <laughs> You want me to give you a PowerPoint teaching lesson on our What If podcast? This is what our fans want to listen to. But they are nice. I like the vertical lines within each column. That's what I was wondering. Yeah, how'd you do that? Yeah, how'd you do that? It's tables, man. Thanks for listening to the What If podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. Stay tuned as we continue to reimagine the world of sports. Those are just tables, man.